Welcome to I Change the Narrative, a podcast for and about Black men inspiring, supporting, and empowering Black men and Black boys. This episode of I Change the Narrative is sponsored by So Organic, So Suave, also known as Sauce. Sauce is a luxury hair care and skin care refuge for those with thick hair and melanin-rich skin. From healthy beard growth to top-of-head hair styling, to an illuminating skincare regimen. Sauce Essentials will naturally enhance your outer appearance to strengthen your inner confidence. Sauce invites you to accept the authenticity and real self-care and embrace your best. You can find Sauce's award-winning grooming essentials online at sossd.co. Again, that's sossd.co. You can also follow Sauce on Instagram for the latest in product news and updates at sossd.co. Elevate your grooming with Sauce today. If you haven't had a chance to visit, um, to view last week's show, um, season three, episode two, Pass the Mic Hip Hop Therapy, I encourage you all to do so. Last week was a great example of how the many colors, and in this I mean personalities, of Black men came together with differing opinions and still walk into some form of agreement and complement each other in positive ways. Shout out to those men who were on the show. Today's topic is mindset matters and the perception of self. Before we start the conversation, I want to ask our guests to tell us about yourself and the work that you're involved in that lends itself to the topic and the lived experience. So welcome gentlemen. I will start with um, Coach Mike Michael Taylor. All right, well, I am Coach Michael Taylor. I am the author of Shattering Black Male Stereotypes. And a few years ago, I launched a platform called Shadow the Stereotypes. And the intention was to showcase and highlight Black men who are things in the world. So I'm absolutely honored and privileged to be on this podcast because this is my work, empowering Black men to live extraordinary lives. Thank you. Hi, Quell. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, thank you, Nika, for allowing me to be on this platform. Uh, my name is Iqua Rena. I am a believer. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur. I have a business called Two Gifted LLC where we help people, you know, live a purpose-driven life. We help them tap into their natural gifts. Um, similar to like Coach Michael, uh, self-empowerment is what I do. So we teach students, adults, um, people all over the all over the world um, just how to live a, a purpose-driven life. So that's what we do. Thank you, Javon. Hey, Yonika, I, I share that sentiment. Thank you for sharing this platform. I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm Javon Wooden, Mindset and Perception Coach. Uh, my business is called Live Not Loathe. Um, I, too, help people uh, live an empowered, purposeful life. Um, I, I'm an author. I wrote a book called Own Your Kingdom, How to Control Your Mindset So You Can Control Your Destiny. A veteran, um, and I am someone who's struggle with depression, PTSD, and anxiety. And that's where my journey started, you know, with my own struggles. And now I'm here to help people design the life they don't need a vacation from. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Chaz. 
All right. So my name is Chaz Scott. Um, short story is I read a book called Power of Positive Thinking that uh, by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale that completely changed my life. Um, and once I started to see that change in my life, I wanted to bring that to kids. So I started a nonprofit called Positively Caviar Incorporated in the D.C. and Baltimore areas where we host mental wellness workshops uh, to give kids the strategies to overcome negative self-talk, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, um, all of those tools that I wish I would have had when I was young. Uh, further upon that, I started to um, gain more reach into entrepreneurs. So I have an LLC where I do mindset coaching and uh, keynote speaking, uh, where I talk more about how you can effectively use your mind, not only from a, a wellness perspective, from a, but from a success and achievement perspective. Um, I, I tend to find out that the more research that you do on the mind and body, the more that you realize that when you take care of this, the more streamlined your success and your health becomes. Um, so when you go within, your external reality begins to change. So that's what I do. Thank you, gentlemen. So um, I decided to call the show as a black man thinks, so is he. And so I decided to take, I, I took a portion of the scripture from the word of God. And I tried to, I decided to change it a little bit and say, as a black man thinks, so is he. So many think of this, you know, cliche phrase, part scripture. Um, they think of this as a success or failure or motivational saying. Um, and it, this could be about one's outer behaviors. I've been calling it all week, mindset, mindset, mindset. But really this morning I woke up and I had this epiphany. This is really all about heart, the heart. And so for this conversation, we're speaking way deeper than our thinking mind. We're speaking of what's in the heart. So as a man thinks, so is he, means that who a person really is, is determined by their heart. What the heart is, is what the heart also manifests. So to start off this, this, this conversation, I want to ask you all, how do you know when your heart is faulty? Because we have to examine the heart first before the mind can get right with the with what the heart is is saying, feeling, doing, et cetera. Anyone can take it. Yeah, Nika, um, I can I definitely was could start. Because I, I think if I'm not mistaken in in the Bible, it also says as a man thinking his heart too, um, so is he. So yeah, it, it's all connected together. Um right. and as far as your question you, you know, for me, I suffered from depression and self-esteem issues um, and different things like that. And I wasn't able to mentally achieve the things that I wanted to because my heart was broken. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that I know it was broken was because of the trauma, because of the relationships I chose to be in, because of, you know, even the people I surrounded myself in. I, I got so uh, caught up in, in my hurt that I wanted to be around it way more so that I can always just feel comfortable in my hurt and not deal with it. Um, so I just feel like, you know, it's, it's super important for us to be able to dig within ourselves. And there's always a root. There's always a root, something that, you know, that that's planted inside of us from the beginning that causes us to feel the way that we feel and react the way that we react. 
if we can dig into that root and start figuring out what that is, I believe that that's the beginning of having the right mindset, you know, um, and, and being able to, you know, go forth and be who we were called to be in the first place. Uh, but it starts with the root and we have to identify that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up on that because my area of expertise is the changing roles of manhood and masculinity in society. And the big elephant in the room is the fact that as men, and not just black men, but men in general, we have been conditioned to believe that we only have three responsibilities, what I call the three P's, procreate, provide, and protect. Unfortunately, as men, we weren't taught how to connect. And to connect as men, we must be willing to connect to our hearts. But we live in a culture that has conditioned men to believe that we aren't supposed to feel, that feelings are for women. And being feminine is a attack on our masculinity. So in order to get to the heart, we as men must be willing to move past those old antiquated paradigms of masculinity and understand the importance of connecting to our emotions, our feelings, and our heart. And when we do that, then everything changes for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I definitely uh, want to piggyback on that. I, I completely agree with that. Um, it took me a while myself to understand what he just talked about, um, the, the concept of feeling, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, as men, we're taught to just suppress everything, right? Just go for it, push through, push past pain, push past whatever you're uncomfortable, you know, suck it up all those things. Um, so as a man, you know, that concept of heart, um, you know, we look at it as heart as in fighting, right? We don't think it's a heart as in feeling. Um, so I think that that is a, a powerful concept and I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you said that it's more so in the heart so we can understand that that's where everything starts. Because if in your heart, you, you feel one way, you're trying to show another way, you're never going to truly be able to say this is me right you're always putting up a facade out there so i think it's very important for for men to understand that it's it's important to feel um it's not just okay to feel we have to feel right we have to really tap into that that part of ourselves to say hey this is really who i am and i want to show you that i care i want to show you that i can love i want to show you that i have emotions right um and that's a, a big part of, i'm glad this is the topic today yeah. 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 Um, the only thing that I'll add to kind of what's already been said is, I mean, I think you get to a point in life, um, you go through a process of self-discovery, understanding who you are, why you're, why you're here, um, what do you want out of life and how can you contribute? And part of that is everything has already been mentioned is understanding your own emotions and figuring out why do I feel this way? Oh my goodness, I'm thinking, but why am I thinking this way, right? A lot of people don't have, um, especially within the black community, Coach uh, Mike talked about how um, social media, as well as in our relationships, there's a process of conditioning the mind in terms of not feeling and trying to be strong. Um, and I love what Javon had discussed in terms of feeling it. Um, a lot of the times we can't, especially in our communities, we cannot attach a word to a particular emotion. That's a problem because we can't describe how we feel. And if we can't describe how we feel, then we can't make any modifications 
to ensure that we're you know going towards a path that benefits us and benefits those around us so it's important that people begin to realize you know this is how i feel here's what i can change um so many times we're just pushing through pushing through pushing through and our relationships and social media and the people that we put ourselves around continues to push that um so that's the only thing that i'll add to that but that's yeah. and, and I also wanted to add one more thing, too. I feel like for me, I know personally, um, I couldn't do it on my own. And I think that we're taught as men to just kind of handle things by ourselves. Um, and, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, I, I would say that we all need therapy. I would say that we all need, you know, a coach, a mentor, someone that can help right. us. Because even when we identify that that issue within us now we need people around us that can help us you know with it right and and we won't right. feel like we're right. just on our own trying to make it happen because it doesn't work like that so i think also right. we have to make sure that we surround ourselves in an environment of people where we can be vulnerable so that we can be healed for sure for sure um yeah vulnerability that's a that's a word right there um a lot of people, and that's really what I, what I, I, my platform is built on, right? Vulnerability is strength, because um, as men, um, especially black men, we see vulnerability as a weakness, right? We see any, any, nearing any hole where we open um, up to people, we say, okay, maybe they can take that and spin it. Well, I always challenge my clients, and I challenge just folks out there, right? If anyone follows me on social media, they see I challenge people to say. Hey, I am me and I want to open up because you got to open yourself up to experience serendipity, right? The only way to say that things are going to change is to say, I'm going to take the chance to make things to change, right? I'm going to take the chance and in, in, in the concept of feeling, I'm going to take the chance and feel that's the only way you can experience love, right? So all these things, you have to put yourself out there and say, I want to feel right. You got to challenge that. And it's a constant thing to really think about that. Like this morning. Um, I felt, I felt my PTSD hit me this morning, right? And I felt it, but I had to share that, right? I had to share that with the people who are around me, the support. And you talked about having a support system, I kept. I wouldn't have made it to this call if I didn't have them to support me, right? So I had to feel and I had to share those feelings in order to get out and get out and say, hey, it's not going to beat me today, right? That's the only way you're going to win is if you share your feelings. And, and if I could throw this in also, uh, yeah. especially as black men, the one of the thing one of the things we very seldom talk about is the impact of childhood trauma, mm -hmm. because that's that's where it all begins. And so if we're unwilling to address and look at the impact that trauma has on our lives as an adult, uh, we can't really change. We can't really be transformed because it all begins with that little seven year old kid and how he was treated. And, you know, we live in a culture and society that has constantly bombarded us with all these negative images of black men. But at the same time, culturally, we still have this idea of how we raise our kids. Sometimes we want to beat them. You know, we want to um, punish them without wanting to teach them, but just to punish them. So that whole cycle begins at a very early age. So as men, if we want to start talking about getting to our heart, we have to be willing to go back and heal some of that hurt from childhood. If we don't do that, we can't truly heal. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I would say that, you know, when on the concept of, of trauma, 
um, and, and to Akil's and, and Michael's point, therapy and coaching really helps you to, to identify that because a lot of us suppress it. We don't even know we're suppressing things. Like mm -hmm. We don't even know that we had trauma because we yep. try to forget about that and we put that in the back of our minds. Um, but it really impacts us and it and it manifests itself in so many different ways. Um, you you develop defense mechanisms, right? Um, you develop self-doubt, you develop all these different things, these negative um, expressions of that trauma, and you really don't know why until you have to confront it. Um, so I, I second that. I want I, I'll just challenge everyone who's listening, who's watching to just go ahead and get that help. Even if you think there's nothing there, go ahead and find your coach, find your therapist, just, just try it out. Um, and it may take you a couple of times to find someone you buy with on that level, um, because it's important that you have that energy, right? That energy flow between the two. Um, so go ahead and just go out there and get that help. Even if you think that there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, so when you fumble the ball, how do you learn to embrace it as black men? You accept well, it. I, yes. I, I say that you accept it. Um, I had to accept certain things about me that I have developed over the years. Now, now I don't accept it, and then I just keep it, and I say, this is who I am, and I'm not going to change. That's not the type of acceptance I'm talking about. When you accept it, you, you realize and identify that it has happened, that you fumbled, and then you move forward, and then you begin to find help. You know, we've been talking about having coaches and people to help us, we have to accept our traumas. We have to accept it before we can now talk to somebody else about it. If we're in denial about the things that we've been through in our lives, it's going to be really hard for us to confine or be vulnerable to somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, for me, that's that's what I had to do. Even in my marriage now, there's things that I had to accept in my past and say, wow, like this is why I'm feeling this way at this time. This is why I'm upset at you for no apparent reason, because <laughs> like so many things happened, you know, within my marriage. And after I accepted it, now I can talk to my wife and say, hey, look, this is what I'm going through right now. This is why I'm going through it. And I need your help. Right. Um, and I can be transparent. I'm a transparent person. Me and my wife was talking today. And something that I learned is as a man, I've been taught for such a long time to be strong and powerful. Just like Coach Mike said, mm -hmm. I don't know how to be intimate. And my wife, we had a conversation today and I said, I realized that I don't know how to be intimate and it's something that I need for us to work together. I need you to teach me how you want me to be intimate because I don't know what I'm doing. And, and that was hard as a man to tell yeah. my wife that I just don't know how to do it because the way that I identified in the re relationships and women and all of that back in the days is completely different. And she said, wow, like, okay let's work on that let's figure it out now so i'm gonna ask you how how you want me to love you how you want me to be intimate and we got a role play we have to we have to do this together so that now i can transform my mind way differently but i had to accept the fact that i never knew how to be intimate in the first place but because of my trauma wow Man, i love that Aqua. i love that that is that is powerful brother um, that acceptance and and the fact that the transparency i always say like Vulnerability is the key to healing properly, right? You cannot heal properly if you're not willing to open up. The way I close that, now that transparency is really key um, because he's learning different things, right? And I, I, I had to learn the same thing, bro. Like I had to learn how to love uh, because for so long I'd never, I never really experienced it truly, right? It was always like a, 
uh, kind of like a toxic thing, right? It was always I had trauma and I was searching for trauma buddy, right? Um, and and hurt people hurt people, right? And you hear that saying often. Um, so it wasn't until you know probably about three years ago that I really said, hey, I need help too, right? I need to help to learn how to love, even love myself. It took that process to identify that the reason why I was doing these things and I was uh, allowing things and to happen um, or even looking for these things to happen was confirmation. I wanted to confirm what I felt, right? I felt like I didn't deserve certain things. So I want to confirm that, right? So we have to change that. We have to change that. And the only way to change that is be transparent about things, right? I don't know how to do this, please help me, right? And I, I love that I quote said that, right? Uh, that is that is powerful that you shared that, man. Yeah, if I could add to that, um, I, 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 I was in a similar situation. I'm still in a similar situation in terms of me and my fiance. Um, but, you know, I started to realize that based upon how I grew up and how she grew up, how that affected how we love each other, how our parents loved us, um, you know, affects how we love each other. And then, you know, of course, everybody's read the book, Five Languages, Five Love Languages, where I had to identify and understand how she likes to be loved i had to ask her that question because i got to a point i was like i don't i don't really know what works for you what how do i how do you want to be loved and then that same question came back to me and that's a process that you have to go through um mm -hmm. but one of the things that i love that all of you are mentioning is the process of ex accepting and realizing that if I don't accept it, nothing's going to change. If nothing's going to change, my life's not going to get any better. Mm -hmm. We ain't got time for that. My life is going to get better. So it, right. I have to accept it so I can move that energy towards something that's going to benefit me, myself, my wife, and my friends and family. Um, yeah. So that process of accepting is, is truly transformational. And to take back to um, kind of the title of this conversation, right? As a man thinks, so is he. As a man continues to think, so he remains. Uh, if you don't mm -hmm. change, guess what? You're going to continue going and cycling down that same path. Thoughts, yeah. actions, habits, character, destiny. If you don't make mm -hmm. any modifications, your results and your outcomes in life will never change. You have to accept, make a modification, move that energy, and then change will come. Right. And yes. I, I, I love that. Um, yes. I, can I, I just want to add one thing, Denise. I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like, when and when we talk about accepting, we have to realize that we are not that thing, right? We are not our actions. We are not our mistakes. We are not our past. Um, that and a lot of us internalize, right? We internalize and we personalize. We have to realize that you can change because so many people say, I am just this way. Mm. So we, that's one thing I just wanted to add. Accept it, acknowledge it, but also realize that you can morph from that, right? It's, it's a process. You're always evolving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in, in regards to when you drop the ball, I think it's important for us to understand that we will always make the best possible choice for ourselves in that moment based on our limited amount of understanding. If we understood better, we would have chosen better. So rather than beat ourselves up when we stumble or fall, we just have to understand that I need to increase my understanding so I no longer make the same mistake. And that's what growth is about. It's about understanding that in order to make better choices, I've got to have a deeper understanding of myself. And if we don't do that, we can't change because it all begins with self. Right, right. I'm sorry, there was just a little bit of feedback. 
um, coming from somewhere. Um, Chaz, say that one more time. You said something about remaining. Say that quote one more time. That was powerful. Uh, was it in reference to the title of the discussion? Yes, yes. Okay. So as a man thinks, so is he. As a man continues to think, so he remains. That is powerful. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, so, gentlemen, as a Black man thinks, so is he. Let's deal with that now. We've dealt with the heart. Let's let's start to go to the mind. We've, we've already covered it, but let's let's go in and help the black man's mind. Um, let's help the 50 year olds, the 60 year olds, the 70 year olds, those that um, it's sort of ingrained in them. And, and to be honest with you, some have an attitude and I think this is mentioned sometime before um, that this is the way I am. It's not gonna change. Let's address that. Mm. Well, as a as a sixty year old, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as a sixty year old, wow. I'll say this. Good, brother. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know the, the good book says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." And so we have to understand that our minds are infinite. We have an infinite capacity for learning. You know, we hear the term that. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, that's not true. Every person can learn, but they have to commit to learning. So the question becomes, especially as black men, how many of us are willing to learn new things? How many of us are willing to take the, the steps to transform our thinking? Now, I'm a huge proponent of reading books. As a matter of fact, I've written nine books myself. So books are my passion. So the question becomes, how many of us as black men are willing to read a book to learn to become better? Because the only way to really transform ourselves is to provide ourselves with new information. And they say that the lowest form of intelligence is opinion, right? So we all have opinions, but how many of us have knowledge? And the way to gain knowledge is through learning, reading, and taking courses, getting a coach, going to therapy, whatever it takes to help transform the mind. But there's no limit to when we can change. No matter how old you are, you can still grow. You can still change. You don't have to be stuck in the old person that you are now. Yeah, yeah and the key is to apply that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's what I was about to say. I was, You know, the good book also says, um, our people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. Um, so, so that is important too. You know, everything that we need as black people, we can have access to it, but for some reason, you know, we pay more attention to things that's not really relevant, like social media and, you know, things that just won't really enhance our way of thinking. Right. So, you know, our people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. I'm teaching my sons that now, but applied knowledge is way way better than just also knowing so you have to get the knowledge but then you have to apply that knowledge um something that i'm right. learning from my children as far as mindset when they see the action they see me do things you know i'm an author first time author so yeah. um when they see me write a book their black dad now it makes them say wow like because of his action now let me let me see that I can do this too. 
I think a, a lot of times as well, sometimes people kind of talk, talk, talk about what you need to do and how you need to do it, but nobody's doing it. So it's like hard to believe. And, and, and that's uh, something that we as black men, we have to not talk a good game, but we have to be. You said you wrote nine books. I automatically want to know more about you because you wrote nine books. Now, if you would have came on here and just started talking, and even if it sound good, uh, that's cool. But the fact you said you wrote nine books makes me interested about learning more about you. So mm -hmm. I feel like also when it comes to mindset and thinking, we have to be the action. We have to do that thing so that we can help others transform. And we have to be able to transform, of course, in our minds first before we can go to a, a higher level. So, yeah. yeah. And I like yeah. the point about action. That, that action is where we get stuck. Um, I think so many times we overthink, right? We think about what if this happens? What if that happens? We overthink and we get in this analysis paralysis uh, phase and it just becomes a cycle. So I think at some point, you know, when you gain that knowledge, and that's why I love the point about applying it. Um, when you gain knowledge, you have to go test it, go try it out. And um, in order to do that, we also have to change our relationship with failure. You know, failure cannot be seen as a bad thing. We can't. We should not fear failure. We should be excited because that means that we're one step closer to succeeding. Um, I always say that success is insulated by failure. And in order to truly achieve success, you have to go through that time and time again for it to be sustained. Um, that's the only way you truly learn. We learn more from the failures, but it's important to understand that you are not the failure, right? That's just a part of what happens. That's just life. But we have to continue. We have to go back to when we were ch children, right? When you first learned to walk or do anything, you fail a million times, right? But that never stopped us, right? When you, when you tried to ride a bike, you fell, you know, but it never stopped you. Right. So we have to go back to that and we have to sometimes tap into that inner child and say we can still be that. Right. We still have to get that curiosity. We still have to have that zest for learning and that zest for life and that that erase that fear of failure in order to apply the knowledge that we're learning. I think that's one of the things that stunts yeah. black men, not just black men, but since we're talking about black men, I think that's that fear stunts a lot of black men, which sets them back. And it's hard to come come back from this. So thank you for that. So I could add to what everybody is talking about in terms of changing mindset. I kill I really love the story about how you're writing a book, right? And then your your children actually see you writing a book. Um, there's new studies in terms of mirror neurons and imitation learning. I mean, we learn based upon our environment. Um, so it's about what you do. Um, between the ages of zero and six, that's when your brain's subconscious mind is basically a, a super highway. That's why kids suck up so much information so quickly. And it has an effect. All the traumas that they've had in their, uh, their, their life early on has an effect on how they show up um, <clears throat> when they're older, unless, it, unless they you know, make any modifications. But I want to go back to changing mindsets real quick because this is a process and the stuff that I love to give to people because as Coach Mike mentioned, when you gain knowledge, you have the ability to make better decisions. So there's a new study out there. Most of you have probably heard it, neuroplasticity. Scientists used to think that our brains couldn't change. They can change. They're extremely malleable. So people always say, oh, I can't change. I'm this way since I've been this way forever. No, 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 no. Your brain can change in according to your thought patterns, your actions, and your habits. Mm. And the more times that you do it repetitiously and consciously, that has an effect on the structure of your brain. 
And by the way, it gets easier. So when you do something that benefits you, you say, oh my goodness, uh, the brain's like, oh, you wanna do that again? That helps you? Oh, the brain's like, all right, I agree. I'm gonna make it easier for you next time. That's the process of habits. That's the process of learning. The problem with that is when you have bad habits, you reinforce bad habits. When you have good habits, you reinforce good habits. So the, the brain is extremely malleable and can change over time. One of the things I always like to give to kids is, you know, have a mental diet. There's so much information coming in that we can't even consciously understand how it affects who we are. It shows up in our self-limiting beliefs. It shows up in our self-esteem. It shows up in our relationships. Take a break from social media. Do some reading, as Coach Mike mentioned. Uh, listen to some podcasts, personal development and coaching, as well as Javon mentioned, right, and therapy. See, when this is one of the things I absolutely love. When you gain knowledge, you gain a new understanding of yourself. You gain a new understanding of who you are and how you want to show up to life, yes. right? When you gain an understanding through study, whether it be books or podcasts or coaching, um, you have an understanding of who you are. And where does understanding lead you? It leads you to faith. It leads you to faith in who you are. Yeah. But the process of self-discovery comes from obtaining knowledge about who you are and why you are here and how you can do it more effectively in your life. But here, here's, here's, the double, here's the double-edged sword about knowledge and books and reading. We talked about getting to the heart. A lot of time as men, we will intellectualize and try to grasp concepts, but we don't know how to speak from the heart. Mm. And so the key is the combination of the two, the head and the heart. So in order to heal, you can't read a book to heal. The only way to heal is to what's called an interpersonal bridge with another human being, which means I open my heart in a way that allows me to feel and be heard and to express who and what I am from inside. So if we're constantly just reading stuff and gaining information, that can be a hindrance to us connecting to our hearts. So we have to be willing to create that space of what most men have mentioned earlier about vulnerability and connection, because what we truly long for is connection. Connection can only be experienced through the heart, not the head. And so if we really want to be whole, we gain the knowledge, the wisdom, yes, but more importantly, we learn how to connect with the heart. Right. And, and there goes that concept of fear again, because a lot of us fear that connection, right? Because it's unfamiliar. Um, we don't really understand how to make those connections. And that's, again, where, where it's so important to get that help, right? Um, you know, we, we've been harping on this, getting help, whether it's coach therapy, whatever it is, a combination of the two. Um, because, like, I didn't understand connection, right? Um, it used to be that when, I, when someone would get close to me, I'd be like, hold on, what's going on here? Right. What is this? <laughs> right. You know, um, because, I, again, I had those mechanisms, those defense mechanisms. And I did. It was subconsciously happening and where um, like I would date someone. They would be really nice. And then next thing I know, I'm pushing them away. Um, so we also have to have this concept of, of mindfulness. Right. We have to. And, and when I say that, we have to be aware of what we're doing. We talked about habits. Chaz mentioned habits. We have to be aware of these things. We have to actually put an interrupt in our autom automatic processes. Right. So we have to say, hey, you know, I noticed that there's a pattern here. Right. And the pattern is someone gets close to me. 
I, I start doing whatever it is, right? So we have to pay attention to what we're doing. We have to be conscious and be present um, and be aware of these things before we can change it. And that's where a lot of us, um, we, we have um, issues. We have issues with being aware of these things, right? Because we talked about how trauma impacts and how it manifests in different ways um, and you're not aware of it. So I, I challenge everyone who's listening and watching to, to make sure they're paying attention to things. What do I do? How do I react? How do I respond? What thoughts come up? Um, all these different things. Just pay attention to yourself and listen and just close your eyes and, and see what's happening, see what your triggers are, all these things. And then we can really move forward on that connection. Yeah. And um, something that I just wanted to add, because fear is something that I struggled with for a long time. Like I didn't do so much just because of the thought that it might not happen. Um, and then I had to learn that the difference between fear and faith, you know, fear is, is being afraid to do something and, and you don't do it. But faith is still having a little fear, but just doing it anyway. You know, I, I teach my boys now that it's not that you're not going to be afraid to do it. You're going you're gonna to be afraid. But I need, we need to, I need you to have the faith to still do it, no matter how scary it might seem. And now, when, since I've adapted faith into my life, even when I'm scared, I do that thing anyway. Um, and that's the action part that helps, you know, spiral success for me, you know, so and for my children. So I just wanted to add that fear versus faith because I feel like people sometimes, you know, don't understand that. Yeah, and I love that because, and I just want to um, make one point on that. Like when we talk about fear, a lot of times we catastrophize things, right? We make it worse than what it really is. And when we actually do the thing, we're like, that wasn't even that bad. Like, what was? Why was I saying all these things in my mind? So I love that you know, just step out on faith. You hear that all the time. Step out on faith, right? Faith in yourself. That's the most important thing. You have to believe in yourself, right? Believe that you can do these things and just go for it. I think one of the going back to something that Coach Michael said is that what I'm learning from this conversation and from your experiences that as black women, we need to create spaces for you all, a safe space in order for you to um, be vulnerable with us. Um, so thank you for that, Coach Michael. Um, and. And you all said some great things as well, but that's what I'm I'm gathering that yeah. safe spaces. You my know, wife, my, my wife told me my wife told me she said uh, the reason why you know I submit to you is because I see how you submit to God, um, and and for me, you know, one of my biggest things, the first person that I was vulnerable with was God. Um, when I was crying and I, I I was going through certain things and I just didn't feel like I had a physical person that I can speak to, I cried out to God and I made a routine of that, you know, at, you know, right in front of my wife. You know, if I'm going through something, I might not say it to her, but I'm saying it to God, but she's there. She sees it. I'm on my knees. I'm praying. I'm, I'm asking God to help me in certain situations. And she said, wow, I could submit to you because I'm seeing how vulnerable you're being to God. I see that you're submitting to him. I'm, I'm going to submit to you. And that also opened her up to say, what's going on? Talk to me. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and it helped me so much throughout my process of healing, because now I know that I have somebody who is willing to allow me and give me that space to be vulnerable. And because she does that, I'm going to build her a house. I'm going to do 
like that pushes me to be the best husband that I can be because I feel like I have somebody that's really my ride or die. She's going to be there with me regardless if, if I'm lower or if I'm high. So now in my head, I can be that amazing provider for her. I can be those things that, you know, they say men should be. Now I'm confident to be that because I know I have a backbone. And, and that really helped me develop as a man. This is this this conversation. I just so appreciate your your um, exposing of your heart. So thank you, gentlemen, for that. Um, so lastly, um, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, what's one piece of advice that you would give our younger twenty somethings? our college black males. What's one piece of advice that you would give our 20-somethings, our college students? Mine would be to invest in yourself, you know? And what, when I say that, I, I'm talking about if you have an idea, um, if you want to learn something, go for it, right? Take chances on yourself. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Um, and whatever that looks like, you know, just do that, right? Don't be... Um, so caught up in what everyone else is saying, right? Mm -hmm. Go for what you want. Be, live for you, <laughs> you know, okay. live for you and take those chances in yourself. Awesome. Anyone else? I would tell, I would tell, I would tell them to fail forward, man. Fail forward. I, like, I, I'm looking forward to failing now in my life because I know what happens on the back end. You know, once you once that happens, you know, just like Brother Javon said, right? Like I would encourage our younger generation to fail forward, go for that thing, even if you feel like, oh man, it might not work, do it, fail forward, get it out the way, you know, fail a couple of times so you can know how that feels, and then you can you can keep going to the next level in your life. Um, and that's that's what I would tell any um younger person right now, uh, just fail forward, man. And, and, and take that step too. Just start, right? That that also mm -hmm. helps you to start. Something that I didn't do a while ago was I didn't start. Like, just start. Right. And if if throughout the, the journey is the destination. So, you know, throughout while you're starting, if you have to learn more, if you have to get more knowledge, if you have to, you know, struggle a little bit, that's cool. But but you're but you're on your way. And just so just keep going, you know. Awesome. Yeah, for me, you know. My message is, is don't believe the hype of the negative media mm. because black men are positioned to experience unprecedented levels of success in America today. So my, my message would be become an optimist. Don't buy into mainstream news. Know that you have within you the capacity to be, to do, to have anything you set your mind to. But you've got to be willing to invest in yourself. Just as Javon said, you've got to invest in your own potential. That means head, heart, hands, meaning action. So don't fall into the trap of all the negative stuff that we see on a regular basis. Black men are doing just fine. We are doing incredibly well. You just don't see it in mainstream media. So, uh, Nick, I just want to thank you for this platform to share, you know, the men that are doing some amazing things in the world. And that's what my platform is about. So for the young men out there, recognize that you have the capacity, you have the power to be, to do, to have anything you set your mind to, if you're willing to put forth the effort. Thank you. Thank you. Jess. 
Um, I think this is something that's been extremely transformational in my life, but um, to remind yourself that you have everything that you need, but not only that, ensuring that you are doing self-inquiry, understanding who you are, where you want to go, and how you feel like your gifts can contribute to the world. Um, a lot of times, as Coach Mike mentioned, I mean, we're, we are inundated with so much information that does not support who we may want to become. And if we're not standing at the guard of our mind and saying this information is not going to support where I want to go, then it has an effect on who we are. So one of the things that I think anybody can do is just set time aside, anything that gets you centered, because we're so much in this fight or flight state throughout our entire day, our minds don't settle. And when our minds don't settle, we don't know who we are. We're today's weather, where where the violence that just happened on social media, we're today's news. Well, who are you? And if you don't know who you are, mm. then how can you make the decisions that will best meet the desires that you want? So self-inquiry. I do meditation 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in lunch. It's been extremely transformational in my life. And that's what I give to youth as well as entrepreneurs. Thank you. Gentlemen, that is our time. But before we go, tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Any well, you can find my platform at www.shatteringblackmalestereotypes.com. At shatteringblackmalestereotypes.com, you'll find access to some amazing podcasts, courses, uh, online service, uh, webinars, just a, a whole resource for black men who are committed to personal transformation. Um, you can you can follow me uh, on Instagram at IQ Music, which is I Q U E M U S I Q. I have all of you know my content and my website and everything on my Instagram page, so you can follow me there and hopefully we can connect. Yeah, and you can find me uh, livenotloathe.com. That's L I V E N O T L O A T H E dot com. Um, I have podcasts on there. I have my, my, you can go to my store. My book is on there available. I have apparel. Um, I also have courses. Uh, my coaching program is there. Um, you can find everything, YouTube channel. Um, and you can also follow me on IG, Facebook, Twitter, anything at live, not loans. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you. For, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nope, you're good. Uh, you can find me on chadscott.com. That's my speaker website and mindset resilience coaching. And if you're interested in our nonprofit and mental wellness workshops for youth, that's www.positivelycaviar. Uh, and we have all the resources out there to engage in uh, mental wellness between the ages of uh, 8 and 16. Awesome. Thank you for allowing me, gentlemen, to showcase your stories, for doing your part in changing the narrative, and lastly, for keeping your commitment by being a part of the conversation. That means a lot. If you've enjoyed the show, please let us know. We would love to shout you out and post your comments. If you or someone you know is changing the narrative, please contact us at ichangethenarrative we would love at gmail.com. We would love to share your story. I Change the Narrative would like to thank our sponsor, So Organic, So Suave. Please check them out at www 
www.sossd.co and follow them on Instagram. Meet us here next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. Thank you.